Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. I'm actually out in Montana, and if you look out, you can see the all the, the mountain ranges and everything else that's out here. There's mountains everywhere out here. As far as you can see, there are mountains. And... I'll tell you a little bit about how I got out here and why I'm out here. And I want to apologize, first of all, for wearing sunglasses. But the issue is this. Look, it's the wind's blowing. There's dust everywhere. And I can't see if I don't uh, keep on the glasses, okay? I'm actually, you know, you see the boats right there. So you know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm actually out here fly fishing. And the reason I got out here was <clears throat> I have a pastor friend about a month ago who asked me, would I like to go to Montana? We were at a leadership meeting and in between sessions, he texted me and said, hey, I want to talk to you about an opportunity. Come see me, and, um, and, and I'd like to know if you want to do this. And he began to tell me about Montana, about fly fishing, and man, I thought, well, this is awesome. But, you know, given that we've all been stuck in the house and COVID and everything else, I said, man, i got to check with Haley and see if she's good with this. And he said, well, no problem. I understand that. I need to know, you know, pretty quick. And also, everything's covered. So... I want to invest in you. Some other leaders want to invest in you. If you'd like to go, this is for pastors. And we just want to kind of get together and pray and, and seek the Lord during this time and just kind of build one another, one another up. <clears throat> and I said, okay, all right, well, let me check. And I checked with Haley, and my wife's so wonderful. Um, she just is. I mean, she she's like, you should go. Of course you go. And so I told him, yeah, man, I'm in. I'm, I'm good to go. Let's do this. And the funny thing is, about two hours later, we were in a lunch break, and it was just a you know a collective group of pastors together in this room. And as we went around, um, they asked, "Hey, is there any prayer requests?" And what my friend did not know about was that we had just gotten a letter that week denying our um, our claim process that we went through with the government and our insurance company with trying to get our house taken care of. You know, a year and a half a long time and that is not what we were expecting to get from uh from the mailbox that day but nonetheless that was on my mind and um and i just you know it, you know it's just one of those things i don't know what else to say about it but as i'm sitting at this table i just ask hey look could you guys pray for us my family this is just it's finally at the point where i don't know what else to do and i'm a guy that's a fix-it kind of guy by nature and for me to say i'm out of options is is pretty much saying it, I'm out of options, um, not excuses, just just out of options. And so, after we prayed and everything, he looked at me. And he said, "Jody, I had no idea about your house." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's been a tough thing." He thought it was taken care of, you know, and um, and uh, I said, "No, man, it's just just one of those deals." And he looks at me and he says something to me, a phrase. And he says, "I know now why I was supposed to ask you to go on this trip." I said, well, man, that's cool. I didn't think about it, and man, thanks for asking. I really appreciate it. I mean, it's definitely timely. And I said, I, I did wonder why were you asking me. And he looks at me and says this phrase. Now, I want you to hear this phrase, and I want to share a couple of words with you today. <clears throat> he said, Jody, the Lord sometimes just to want, he just wants to show his kindness to you. He just wants to show his kindness to you. And that's a phrase that stuck in my mind, and I want to preach to you today or teach to you today a message about the kindness of God. 
that the Lord sometimes just wants to show kindness to you. When you look at Matthew 6 and the preaching of the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest message ever preached, the greatest message most say ever, uh, not just preached but also the one by Jesus, the greatest message that Jesus might have preached, he refers <clears throat> to a topic that's in this. And if you read it quickly, you might overlook this, but 12 different times in Matthew 6, Jesus uses the word Father. Now, in the Old Testament, it's not used very much. It's, it's very uncommonly, uh, maybe a few times in the, in the Old Testament you might find it, but most time it's not used. In the New Testament, it's, it's used, you know, a good bit. The epistles, are, it's used quite frequently. Paul uses it, you know, quite often about praying to the Father, praying to the Father. But Jesus, he uses this word Father 12 different times. When you read it, the Sermon on the Mount, you'll hear this over and over and over again. And the reason is because Jesus came to not just preach and teach great messages, but the Bible says this about Jesus. He came to show us the Father. And I'll read this to you from John chapter 6 and verse 38. Jesus said, I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Well, who sent him? Well, the Father sent him. He said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And you can say, well, well, God sent him. Well, yes, but Jesus said numerous times in Matthew chapter 6, and you can read this. I can adjust just a few uh, readings for you right here. But in Matthew 6, he says, listen, over and over again, whatever you do, if you give your alms, man, don't do it publicly where everybody else can see you, but you'll have no reward from your Father in heaven. Um, he says, give your alms in secret, where your Father, who sees in secret, shall reward you. Twelve different times he references the Father in his message, and that's just in Matthew 6. <clears throat> but Jesus wants us to meet the Father. He's telling them this, that you know, you know God. And the reason why you know God is because Moses taught you well about God. But that's not all that there is about God. You've had great examples. You've had, for lack of a better word, great examples. You've had the Pharisees teach you about God. You've had examples. For 400 years, there's not been a prophetic voice that's been absent. Jesus comes on the scene, and all of a sudden, he's not just teaching regular lessons from the Torah. He is bringing in a revelation about the Father. They've seen examples with the Pharisees, but they don't know God is anything else other than the example that's been set before them. Now, if all you know is Rome, Georgia, you may not know about Montana. I mean, I'm here firsthand getting an experience. I'm actually staying on the Bighorn River in Montana. It's, um, it's unbelievable. I mean, I was out, got some footage I'll show with you. We went to Black Canyon right outside the Bighorn River here in Montana. And as we were there, I actually got to see a bald eagle. I, I videoed it, but I saw it live. And this bald eagle is just sitting on a stump, and all of a sudden he spreads his wings and takes off flying. And I, I saw that. I mean, I looked over and saw these huge canyons that are just so tall. The depths of the water that we were in was 200 feet deep, some places 600 feet deep, where they have built a dam and, and, and backed up the water, this beautiful lake. And the guys took us to a, can to a cliff, and, man, I had to jump off this cliff. I didn't have to, but I did because all you know, other guys were doing it, and 
figured, you know, it's 200 feet deep. The worst thing that's gonna happen is it might hurt when I hit the water, but it was 30 feet in the air, maybe a little bit more. All I know is it felt like I counted one, two, three before I finally hit the water. And uh, it was something else to see. But you might have studied about the Bighorn River. You might have studied about Montana, but I'm telling you, I'm here firsthand. And you may study it all of your life, but until you can see it for yourself, it can be just a place on a map. Jesus said, you've studied about God, you've heard about God, you've got great teachers about God, but they've not been able to show you something that I'm going to show you, and that is the Father. I want you to understand that God is your Father. Philip had a conversation with Jesus about this. You can read this in John 14, verse 9. He said, Philip, have you been with me all this time, and yet you've still not come to know me? Philip had been saying to Jesus, show us the Father, show us the Father. You keep talking about him, show me the Father. And Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Isn't that amazing? Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that's why it's so important when you read in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9, and he's talking about the Lord's Prayer. He's saying that it's our Father in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Not He didn't say, hey, when you pray, pray to your Father in heaven who has a sanctified name or a hallowed name. No, he says, when you pray, you say, our Father in heaven, your name is sacred. Why did he say our Father? I think it's because he wants us to understand that we are one family. That we are not just a group of Christians who has a father, but he's the father of us all. Jew and Gentile. Slave and free. Listen, you, he's not just the father of Christians. He's the God of the universe. Now, yes, people need to come to Christ, and yes, people have to accept Jesus, but aren't you glad that God the Father didn't just look down on the Christians only when you and I were unsaved, but he looked down on us and sent Jesus for us, and the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Aren't you thankful that we didn't have to be in the family necessarily for Jesus to die for us, but for God loved the world that he sent Jesus for us. He's our Father. And right now, his kids are hurting. His family is hurting. The world is hurting. And Jesus came to show us the kindness of the Father. Not a judgment, like a judgmental God. They've seen that. Moses didn't give them that example, but that's what they took from the Old Testament. And they made God into this judgmental God. So that's all that the people had seen for 400 years was a judgmental God. But Jesus said, I've come to show you the Father. Here's an example of that. In Acts 10, 38, it says, You know Jesus of Nazareth, how that God the Father anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and healing, watch this, all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. For God the Father was with him. Jesus went about healing those that were sick and oppressed of the devil. Do you realize that many of the people that Jesus healed and, and took care of and blessed and, and delivered, do you realize that they were not just a bunch of Bible-believing Christians? 
Do you realize that the woman at the well in Samaria, do you realize that Jesus approached her knowing very well that people would talk about him? Didn't bother Jesus because you know why? Because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. I think sometimes we think that the Father is up in heaven and he's smiling on Christians, but he's angry at all the other people. My Bible tells me that the Lord is waiting. He's waiting for the precious fruit of the earth to be saved. That the Lord, the Father in heaven, has commissioned us to go out and proclaim the gospel so that all might be saved. God, the Father, anointed Jesus to do kingdom business. And hear this, that the anointing is always present wherever the kingdom is proclaimed. I always ask this question sometimes. I think about this question. I always ask this question to myself. Is this what God the Father would want? Does He really want me to be so right about my position that I forget about the people that He died for? You know, so many times instead we hide behind what we don't do or we ignore some things in our lives because it just sounds like it fits in our Christian box. But I'm telling you, Jesus went outside of the box to reach people. And sometimes as Christians, we're too busy playing Cain and Abel. It's who's doing what the right thing is. We feel like we're doing the right thing and maybe they're not doing the right thing. And we're looking at what each other are doing. Instead, the father is looking down on his kids and asking his kids to have a relationship with him. Not based upon what each other are doing and what they're not doing. I think about this sometimes with my kids. In Luke chapter 11, I'm going to read this to you. Luke's gospel chapter 11 and verse 5. I think about my kids so much. And I love my kids so much. I got this, I learned this from Pastor Robert Morris that he used to tell his kids this. And I, I told my children, you know, I want them to know this. I love you always and forever, no matter what. No matter what, Daddy? No matter what. And when they ask me that, I'll say, that means no matter how many things go wrong, no matter how many things you do right, I love you always and forever. Listen to Luke chapter 11, verse 5, about the Father's love. Luke chapter 11, verse 5 says, Then the Lord said to them, Which of you has a friend? And will go to him in the middle of the night and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. Then from within he may answer, saying, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I tell you, Jesus said, Even if the friend will not get up and give him anything out of friendship, yet because of the man's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Now why? Because he wants to go back to bed. Man, i got to get you out of my yard. So watch what Jesus says next, verse 9. So I say to you, Jesus came to show the Father. Watch what he does. Ask. And it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. What father, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? And if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? (laughs) If you, as a natural daddy, Jesus said, Or if you, being evil or carnal or natural, know how to give good gifts 
to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Listen, Jesus came to show us the Father. When the Pharisees went out to do their alms and their giving, they blew trumpets. I'm giving right now to poor people. Look at me. You know why the Pharisees did that? They needed trumpets because they didn't understand the Father. They needed to be fulfilled by other people because they weren't fulfilled by God, the Father. And listen, when there is something missing, when you have a part that's missing from a Father, you'll do anything for approval. But if you know that your daddy loves you, when he shows kindness to you, you simply say thank you sometimes. You know that you didn't deserve it. You know that it wasn't anything that you did that, that made him want to do it. He just showed kindness to you. Sometimes my kids, you know, like all kids, they don't always do exactly what I want them to do. But I still get them Chick-fil-A sometimes. And I don't do it every time they ask for it because if we did that, we would just be eating Chick-fil-A three times a day. But sometimes they don't even ask and I just pick it up. Why? Because I know they like it. Sometimes I buy ice cream. Now, I love ice cream, but I can't eat it as much as they can. Sometimes I buy ice cream not because I want it. I buy it because I know they like it. Even when maybe that week things didn't go the way that we planned. Do you know that's the same thing that the Lord does? I'm not a perfect Christian. I don't really, when you think about it, I haven't had the best attitude about our house. But my pastor friend said, Jody, the Lord just wants to show kindness to you. Didn't really deserve a trip to Montana. Didn't really deserve to come out and see all this and you know, experience all this out here. But the Lord just showed some kindness to me. This week, I would love for you to do something for me. I'd love for you to read the Sermon on the Mount in this light. Jesus revealing the Father to you versus Jesus coming and giving commandments for you to follow. He just came to show you the Father in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, a father gives instruction out of care for his kids, not a bunch of rules to follow to be obedient. I'm not interested in my kids simply being obedient. I'm giving them instruction because I love them. I want to protect them and care for them. How much more does your Heavenly Father want to show kindness to you? Hey, listen, I want to pray for you. Maybe you're there watching on the screens and maybe you're in your home, maybe you're at the house or, you know, I don't know where you are right now, but I want to pray for you. You know, you're struggling with this because you don't see God as a kind father. You see him as maybe judgmental or only as the kind of God that comes after you when you do things wrong. Can I just pray for you right now and, and share with you that he loves you so much, even that when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So let me pray for you right now. And if there's any one of you watching right now, you don't know Christ, then I want you to make this prayer personal in your own life. You can pray any way you want to pray, but just something along these lines say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to receive me as your son and your daughter. I ask you to save me, to forgive me of all sin. I thank you, Lord, that, that you are my Savior. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Look at this. Kindness. Look at this. Now, I didn't plan for this. These horses run wild out here. I can't show you anymore, but here comes another one. You know, that's probably for my kids. They love horses. <laughs> Only in Montana do horses just show up. <laughs> Listen, before we go, maybe I'll take another shot of that. Before we go, I want to pray this over you. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. May God bless you. Love you guys. And we'll see you next time. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time. Oh,